Chapter 20 Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 3, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translation by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 20 How One Humane Act Availed More with the Men of Falerii Than All the Might of the Roman Arms. When the besieging army of the Romans lay round Falerii, the master of a school wherein the best born youths of the city were taught, thinking to curry favor with Camillus and the Romans, came forth from the town with these boys, on pretense of giving them exercise, and bringing them into the camp where Camillus was, presented them to him, saying, To ransom these, that city would yield itself into your hands. Camillus, however, not only rejected this offer, but causing the schoolmaster to be stripped and his hands tied behind him, gave each of the boys a scourge, and bade them lead the fellow back to the town, scourging him as they went. When the citizens of Falerii heard of this, so much were they pleased with the humanity and integrity of Camillus, that they resolved to surrender their town to him without further defense. This authentic instance may lead us to believe that a humane and kindly action may sometimes touch men's minds more nearly than a harsh and cruel one, and that those cities and provinces into which the instruments and engines of war, with every other violence to which men resort, have failed to force a way, may be thrown open to a single act of tenderness, mercy, chastity, or generosity whereof history supplies us with many examples besides the one which I have just now noticed. For we find that when the arms of Rome were powerless to drive Pyrrhus out of Italy, he was moved to depart by the generosity of Fabritius in disclosing to him the proposal which his slave had made the Romans to poison him. Again we read how Scipio gained less reputation in Spain by the capture of New Carthage than by his virtue in restoring a young and beautiful wife unviolated to her husband. The fame of which action won him the love of the whole province. We see, too, how much this generous temper is esteemed by a people in its great men, and how much it is praised by historians and by those who write the lives of princes, as well as by those who lay down rules of human conduct, among whom Xenophon had taken great pains to show what honors and victories and how fair a fame accrued to Cyrus from his being kindly and gracious, without taint of pride or cruelty or luxury, or any other of those vices which cast a stain upon men's lives. And yet, when we note that Hannibal, by methods wholly opposite to these, achieved splendid victories and a great renown, I think I am bound to say something in my next chapter as to how this happened. End of chapter 20